0: welcome back to a brand new episode of the carefree and black diaries my name is shakira if it's your first time hearing my voice go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on whatever streaming platforms you're using to listen if it's not your first time hearing my voice welcome back to a brand new episode thank you for being a part of our carefree family i appreciate you so much thank you for coming back for another week So I'm going to keep the intro short because we have a few carefree updates and then our topic of the day. So it kind of goes without saying that first for our carefree updates, I do want to pay homage to those that passed over the weekend. We lost... Quite a few people over the weekend. We lost Andre Harold. He was a record producer. He launched the career of many, many, many people in the 90s, especially P. Diddy or Diddy. He definitely played an instrumental part in his career. Um, Little Richard passed over the weekend. Betty Wright passed over the weekend. And I don't know about y'all, but I am from the South. And down in the south, I don't know if this goes for up north or out west, but we have these hole in the wall kind of songs and a hole in the wall is just like a club or a space or a lounge. I guess you can say that is like off the beaten track. It's run down. Um, it's literally a hole in the wall. And you have these certain songs that are played in these places. And Betty Wright was definitely one of those artists that was instrumental in the music that is played in a hole in the wall. So I knew Betty Wright's songs since I was, I mean, five years old, maybe younger, because my aunts would play it. We would listen to it on the porch. I'm singing about the cleanup woman and not knowing what any of that meant. So She definitely meant a lot to me. Honestly, a lot of her music is the soundtrack of my childhood. So I do want to pay respects to those that have passed over the weekend. It's just been so much going on. I feel like every time I look up, there's something devastating happening. And I just feel like 2020 is just like kicking all of us. And I'm not even kidding. Like I feel like this year is, it's just been so difficult And mentally and physically draining It's a lot to deal with It is a lot to deal with And we're dealing with the loss of You know, the deaths of these people We're dealing with being quarantined inside for months We're dealing with uncertainty about our futures Our jobs um, Long-term planning And it's just a lot to handle Even for me I have had to take time to just like breathe and allow myself the space to just feel everything even if it doesn't feel good just letting myself feel it so I just wanted to say that now over the weekend or actually was it the end of last week on Netflix they launched Michelle Obama's documentary Now, the documentary is based off of her book tour, so they had been recording during her different stops on her tour, but it starts off, you know, with her growing up on the south side of Chicago, what her life was like. They go to her childhood home, and it was just good seeing it because I have the book and when I'm reading it, I have like a visual of what it looks like, but actually being able to see it and associate it with what I read in the book was pretty cool because when she was talking about it, I was like, oh, her aunt used to live downstairs Oh, that's the staircase she was talking about. Oh, that's where her dad sat. That's where he listened to his records. So it was just nice to put what do people say? Put a picture to the face or something like that. So it was just nice to have a visual to go with the book. And it was so good. It was so inspirational. I did not cry. I'm proud of myself for not crying during it. I was close. Several times, I love how she highlighted um Hispanic youth. I love how she highlighted Native American youth, which is something that we take for granted. I loved how she highlighted black youth and it was just so beautiful if you have not seen it yet, it is on Netflix and it is called Becoming If you have not seen it yet, I do highly recommend eleven stars out of ten also this past week well, weekend. There was a versus battle of Jill Scott and Erica Badu. I'm not going to lie. I was one of those people that automatically, you know, off rib. I was like, oh, Erica has this, you know, this is nothing. Oh, my gosh, y'all. But it was, it didn't even feel like a battle. It felt like just a vibe session the vibes were so good it lasted I want to say three hours or over three hours it didn't feel like it lasted three hours I just sat in my backyard with the speaker going I was watching it on my computer and it was just so beautiful to witness to see two black women complimenting genuinely complimenting each other Supporting one another, it was so beautiful to watch. If you missed it, you know, people screen record everything, so I'm sure it's on YouTube. And you can find the playlist for everything that they played on Tidal and Spotify. I do not have Tidal, so I listen to it on Spotify. So you can catch the playlist there. Now, on to more serious news one of you sent me this article um last week and you mentioned that maybe I could talk about it during the carefree updates so here we are it's wild to me that a few weeks ago I just finished a book I put it on my Instagram page and it was called 13 loops and in the book within the book on one of the first pages um there's a quote and it says that the book is dedicated to telling the story of the last lynching in the United States that was it occurred in 1987, I could be wrong, or 1984. It was in the 80s, and it was the story of Michael Donald. He was a young kid, 19 years old. He was lynched in Alabama. If you have not read the book, I highly suggest you pick it up. But it was so crazy to me that it said that it was the last lynching because... Looks like we're still getting lynched out here. If you have not heard the story of Ahmad Arbery, he was a 25-year-old who was shot and killed February 23rd after he was chased down by two white men in a neighborhood, and they said that he looked like a burglary suspect from weeks or so before this even occurred. Apparently, they had a burglary in the neighborhood where someone stole the bike or something and they took it upon themselves. He was out jogging and his family said that he jogged frequently. He was out jogging as he usually does minding his business. These two men see him. They take it upon themselves to make a citizen's arrest and ultimately shoot and kill him. Sometimes I just do not have the words and this is one of those times where I just do not have the words to even put how I feel fluently like I I, there's nothing I could say that could let you know how I feel about the situation because I am just so tired I am so tired of black people becoming a hashtag I am so tired of racist people taking it upon themselves to shoot and kill unarmed black men and black women. I am exhausted. I am drained. I'm sick of it. And it's just like, what can we do? Like there is nothing we can do when your skin color is the reason that you are hunted because let's just keep it real. If you saw the video, and I would not have watched the video if I knew what it was. I didn't know what the video was when I saw it. But after I saw it and I saw him be shot down in the street like a dog, not even like a dog because dogs get way more respect than black people get. It, just to see it, it just made my blood boil It just made my blood boil because how many times have we seen this? When I was in grad school, one of my classes, we had to make a found footage film. And in my film, I included um, video of Tamir Rice. I included video of... His name is escaping me, but he was in the car, he was in the passenger seat with his girlfriend and the daughter in the back seat when the police officer shot and killed him. I included that, I included one other one, but it was just to send a message that we see it happen on video, we see it documented right before our eyes, and rarely, rarely do we ever get justice. And when I saw the video, I was like, Again, like. How many times is this going to happen? How many times can we just... How many times are we expected to just be okay with this? To just protest for a little while and it's just, it's just swept under the rug. I hate it. I hate it. And again, y'all, there's nothing that I can say that can put into words how I feel about it at the current moment. Maybe one day... Two weeks from now, a month from now But right now I just do not have the words I do say um, That if you have not seen the video Do not search the video for yourself To see it We don't need any more trauma We don't need any more damage To our mental psyche Because I feel like every time we see videos like that It's harming Our minds, it's harming our hearts And our spirits So please don't seek it out yourself If you have seen it take time to process it sit with it and just know that I am feeling what you are feeling we are all feeling it collectively now they did appoint a new district attorney to the case it is a black woman out of Georgia I do not know her name um off the top of my head but they did appoint a new district attorney and this is the fourth one that they're on the one before he gave it up because he was like, you know, the case is kind of really blown up to a size that he can't handle right now with his resources, I guess. Or maybe he just did not want to have to deal with it. Who knows? But I hope that she does the right thing when it comes to this case. And I hope that she fights tooth and nail to get justice for Amal Aubrey. And I thought about his mom so much on Mother's Day because she said that. He was born on Mother's Day He would have turned 26 And I I just turned 26 I just turned 26 last month And I was thinking about Wow, you know, when my birthday came I was like really bummed Like sad Because I'm like, I'm 26, I'm getting old And then I just felt so bad Because I was like, he would have been 26 How selfish of me to look at another year getting older as a bad thing when it's a blessing that I'm even here you know so that's how I feel currently let's hop into our topic of the day which is a way more lighthearted. I promise after we have a word from our sponsors Okay, so first of all, let me just say, if you have not seen the latest episode of Insecure, you might, and you don't like spoiler alerts, you might want to exit this podcast right now. Just save it for later, just save it for later, because today's topic is definitely wrapped up in the latest episode of Insecure. So last week, or the week before last, during our Carefree updates, remember I was talking about that last episode of Insecure where um, Issa is, again, spoiler alerts ahead. If you have not watched it and you don't like spoiler alerts, don't get mad at me now. I warned you two or three times. So remember how I told you all last week that Issa called Molly and she was asking her like, Hey, can you ask, um, what's Molly's boyfriend named? Andrew. Can you ask Andrew if he could, you know, help me out? I have this block party coming up. The headliners are dropping out. I need artists or it's going to flop. And Molly was like, no, because she wants to prioritize her relationship with Andrew and she doesn't want to get him all involved and stuff like that. And remember, I told you all (laughs) that my mom and I had conflicting um, ideas about, Whether or not Molly was right or wrong Remember I told you all (laughs) that I felt like Molly was wrong in that situation My mom felt like she was, you know, completely okay with saying no And I tried to get with the program I tried to see it from that standpoint I tried to see it from that point of view I tried to understand where Molly may have been coming from And let me tell you, I wish I didn't And that, my friends, is the basis of today's episode, which is how to deal with difficult adult friendships. Because as adults, we have them. If you aren't an adult yet, keep living. One day you're going to get there and you're going to deal with some difficult adult friendships. And it's a little bit, I could be wrong, but I feel like it's a little bit harder the older you get with friendships. It's just harder Making friends because it's not like you are in, you know, school like high school where you see these people every day and you just naturally build friendships. It's not like college where you see these people, you live on campus, or you see them in the same social circles and you naturally build friendships. Adulthood is a little bit different, you're going to work. Um, and if you're anything like me, I'm not so much into making friends at work, you know, I'm there to do a job and go home, unless it naturally forms. Now, it's just different with adults, because it's not like you are frequenting the same place every single day, unless it's work. You know, you can find people at church, you can find people at restaurants or different social groups you're in but for the most part we try to cling on to the friendships that we have built in the past whether it be high school middle school um, college or somewhere early on we try to cling to those friendships because it can just be difficult to make friends the older you get and I have been there and that is why I feel like this episode is just the perfect example of breaking down where things can go wrong in adult friendships And how we can fix those things So that's what we're going to be talking about today And I'm just going to be using Molly as the prime example If you are a Molly stan, you're going to be upset Okay, because I'm I'm on Molly today I am on Molly's head today Telling you now Now with that being said, you know, we are... We're up to speed as far as what's going on in the friendship dynamics between Molly and Issa. We know that Molly said no, she wasn't going to ask Andrew to help her out with finding an artist for the block party. All right, boom. So into this past weekend's episode... Molly is getting ready at her apartment Andrew is already dressed And she's like kind of dragging her feet about getting ready And she's kind of like she really doesn't want to go And he's like why well we don't have to go And then she's like well no I have to go So she subtly brings up an old situation that happened with Issa Where Molly had I guess she had won a case or something important That deserved congratulations or celebration happened in her life And she brought up this old situation that Issa did not show up to And she said that she had ordered dinner for four people Only three people showed up And that was a trigger for me Because that's one point that we need to talk about When it comes to adult friendships And how to deal with difficult adult friendships Here's the thing A lot of times We hold on to things or situations where we feel like we have been wronged by a friend. And rarely do we address it directly. And that is the first point you need to know when it comes to adult friendships. If something is bothering you or your friend does something that just does not sit right with you, Don't hold on to it. Molly has been holding on to that one situation for Lord knows how long. And when you hold on to situations that bother you, they don't do anything but breed resentment towards the person. You are allowing it to sit and fester in your spirit, in your mind, in your heart. And that is never good. It's never good. And then it feels like everything that person does after that, it's just piled on top of that one situation that you never addressed. And one thing you have to realize, too, is that people aren't psychics. I don't know if y'all are old enough <laughs> to remember Miss Cleo. Um, if you're old enough, you know who Miss Cleo was. She used to be on BET or one of those channels really late at night, like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. And she used to have a crystal ball and she used to claim that she was psychic. We are not psychic people are not psychic. they don't know if something is bothering you unless you tell them so don't when it comes to your friends you can't expect people to just read your mind when something is bothering you and don't become passive aggressive because Molly is so passive aggressive it just it just bothers my spirit. it just really disturbs my spirit because she is so passive aggressive and Molly has issues in every single relationship in her life and what I cannot understand for the life of me is that she will she refuses to turn the mirror on herself. Molly turns the mirror on every single person in her life that she feels has done her wrong in some way but she refuses to turn that mirror on herself and the thing is Molly has issues in every arena Like Molly has had issues with her relationship with Andrew She has had issues with her co-workers at the law firm She has had issues in her family with her father She has had issues in her friendships with Molly And it's like girl At what point are you going to find some accountability? I need her to Google accountability because she just refuses to be accountable for any of these situations that have occurred in her life. And she places the blame on every single person. Now, granted, are some of those people wrong? Yes. But the thing is, when you start seeing recurring themes in your life, when you start having issues, the same issues sprouting up. Over several areas in your life Maybe other people aren't the problem And maybe it's you This is for Molly And all the Mollies out there Learn to turn the mirror on yourself And address the issues Because you can never be a good friend to someone else Until you have settled those internal things within you Like if you haven't settled your own demons Your own conflicts within yourself you, it's impossible for you to be a good friend to anyone else So that's another point for you to remember Because you can't have healthy adult friendships and relationships If you yourself aren't healthy within Now another point I want to address when it comes to Fostering healthy adult relationships Is that when you have a group of friends If you are within a friend group Which tends to occur because, you know, over time You have a friend here, you have a friend there And if you hang out often enough Eventually, it's going to end up being a group of friends So with Issa and Molly, you also have Tiffany and Kelly Right, now, here's the thing When they were at Tiffany's house last week Or the week before last, I think it was last week though And they were all in the kitchen They were talking and Issa was asking like where to put the clothes Or where to put the towels or something like that And Molly was just so shady in her response, and it was just so unwarranted, and I just could not understand where it was coming from, the passive aggressiveness of Molly, but she was like, oh, it's over there, but you would have known that if you were here last week or something, she said, that would have made me flip the switch on her, and it was just like, what? So... Eventually, Issa ends up in the baby's room or some room. Oh, wait, was Issa talking to Kelly or was Molly talking to Kelly? I don't know. Issa ended up talking to one of the friends and Molly ended up talking to the other friend. And while they were separated in these different rooms, they both asked the friends the same question, which was, has Molly said something to you, or has Issa said something to you, and that's where a lot of times we mess up when it comes to our group of friends, because when you start asking the other friends, when you start pulling them and looping them into your mess, or your situations that you have with another person, it just causes these rifts in the friendship, don't pull other people from the friend group into what you have going on with this other person we are all grown enough and old enough to be able to communicate and ask them ourselves like I'm sure on this show Molly Issa Tiffany and Kelly are early 30s I'm assuming like early 30s Like y'all should know how to talk to each other by now Like y'all should know that So that is my word of advice to you If you have issues within You know your friend groups If it's just one With one other person, don't go asking someone else who has absolutely nothing to do with what y'all have going on. Like, has she been talking about me? Like, that is so middle school. That is so high school. Learn to address your issues with that person directly and effectively, not in a confrontational kind of manner. Just go directly to that person don't go behind their back because then if the friend goes to them and it's like well isa asked me if you had a problem it's just it's like telephone it's a game of telephone and words get misconstrued and it's just it it's all bad it always ends up all bad so please avoid that in your adult friendships now next thing what I really can't wrap my mind around is this idea that Molly is prioritizing her relationship with her boyfriend, whom she just got on the same page with. Mind you, like they were just going at it two episodes ago and all of a sudden she's all in love and she's head over heels for him. But you're prioritizing your relationship with this man over your friend of how long and It's just like, where is the loyalty? Like, where is the loyalty? And I feel like we have all been there before where you have a close friend and they end up in a new relationship. And it just, it feels like the friend that's in a new relationship kind of puts you and y'all's relationship on the back burner and it hurts like we're human and you can go from talking to this person every day you're spending so much time with this person and it feels like you don't see them that often anymore because they're always with their boyfriend or their girlfriend and you feel like you don't talk on the phone as much because they're always with their boyfriend or their girlfriend and you can feel like you have went from a priority in their life or something that was important in their life to being second place. And it hurts. I have been there before and it doesn't matter how old you get. <laughs> it does not matter how old you get. Um, it just, that feeling does not go away. So I do want to say that when it comes to, especially new relationships, remember your friends, like you have to be able to juggle between your friendships and your relationships, because Truth be told, if that person breaks your heart, who are you going to go to? Your friends. (laughs) Like, they are going to be the first on your call list. And when you have isolated people like that or made them feel like they weren't a priority to you anymore, you don't care about them anymore, that person is going to feel some kind of way, of course. Because if you're my friend, especially if you're a best friend or something, And you have gone out of your way to, you know, be everything to this new relationship to this person. And I haven't heard from you in Lord knows how long. And then you call me one day crying in the back of my mind. You know, you're my friend still. So I'm going to listen to you when you have your situations like that. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm like, sis, I haven't heard from you in how long. Like, so you have to be able to juggle The different relationships in your life, family, friends, romantic partners, co-workers, all of that. You have to be able to juggle and not just throw your all into new relationships and forget your friendships. Major key. Now, another thing is that your friends are not your competition. I feel like Molly is one of those people who views her... Friends and I I don't even know if it's the I don't know if she feels like this when it comes to Tiffany and Kelly, but I feel like she views Molly almost as like competition. And as long as Issa, did I say Molly? I mean Issa, as long as Issa was beneath her or she felt was beneath her or was struggling, you know not on her tier. Of influence I feel like Molly was okay but as soon as Issa started getting her life together she just like flipped the switch and let's not forget that Molly has been throwing shade at Issa since episode one of this season like she has been throwing shade at her since she had her event with the sponsors at the apartment complex and it's just like where is this coming from because this has started happening Once Issa started getting her life together and your friends are not your competition, like you should want to see your friends do well in life. You should want them to grow as individuals and just be doing better in new stages of their lives. And you should not view their accomplishments as a negative thing to your accomplishments. It's two different things. You can root for other people and Be proud of what you have going on at the same time. It is not mutually exclusive. It is not either or. And I feel like Molly feels like if Issa is doing well, it's a hindrance to her. And that's not a friend. I'm sorry, but that is not a friend. A friend should never feel that way. And if you feel like your friend views you as a competitor you may need to do some evaluating y'all's friendship. I'm using air quotes on that. Evaluate y'all's friendship and see if that's a genuine friendship or not. And if it isn't, it's time for you to snip, snip, let it go, let it flow. You don't need that in your life. You should never, you should never feel like you are in competition with your friends. I'll say, okay, you should never feel like you are in unhealthy competition with your friends there's nothing wrong with a little like competitive friendly competitive banter nothing wrong with that as long as it's genuinely friendly now sometimes people disguise um friendly competition um as something else so really evaluate those different friendships in your life and if your friend views you as a competitor just know that they may do something to cause a hindrance in your life, i.e. Molly not helping Issa with her block party as if it was going to hurt her to help her friend, which it wouldn't have. In my honest opinion, it's just one woman's opinion, I do not feel like it would have hurt Molly any to help Issa, especially at a time where she was stressed about this event that she had been planning for months. And also knowing that Condola ghosted her when it came to planning all of this stuff and she was really left high and dry and as a best friend I just she really she really dropped the ball so next also when it comes to your adult friendships to make sure that they are healthy and you keep them on the right track you need to support your friends which goes with what I was just saying you have to support your friends it takes Little to no effort to show your friends some support and some compassion. Molly should have shown Issa some compassion when it came to helping her out with the block party. Again, one woman's opinion, but she could have supported her in that. And I feel like sometimes we get so comfortable in our friendships um, that we just forget that those relationships need nourishment just as much as romantic relationships. And like... Our friends need our support. They need our support. Like, one good effort that Molly made was bringing Issa food. Now, I'm not going to knock her for that. And I thought that that moment she was going to extend an olive branch and really just dive into the root of the issue that they have been having. But it was so crazy because when she brought her the food, it reminded me so much of my best friend Jasmine who has been on here. A few times now um it just reminded me so much of her because I am like Issa when it comes to events like that or just things that are like high pressure for me where I get like really stressed Jasmine is like that because I forget to eat and she's always the one like bringing me food or like Shakira have you eaten you need to eat Shakira did you eat you need to eat um I just graduated in December and I hadn't eaten. The day that I graduated, I hadn't eaten. She had just got in town from Jacksonville, and the first, one of the first things she asked me, I think, was like, have you eaten? Like, you need to eat something. I felt like she would shove a granola part down my throat if she could, so it just, it was cute because it reminded me of Jasmine, but I felt like Molly was going to use that moment to really talk to Issa, but unfortunately, she was swept away to go and handle business with Vince Staples, who was the headliner for the concert. So it's just like, you know, on that same note, you need to support your friends. Our friends have businesses. It takes nothing to post a flyer. It takes nothing to repost a picture from their business pages to your Instagram page. It takes little to no effort at all to do those things. And all it takes is a little thought and you never know how much that can mean to your friends. And I know, listen, I'm gonna be 100% honest. I will be 100% honest. There are things that I do where even if it's the podcast episode where um a friend of mine will you know ask me to post something of theirs or support something that they have going on and in the back of my mind I'm thinking you I can't even get you to post uh anything related to my podcast and it's just like you know those things stick with people and I'm sure you have your own things in your life that you can place in that same situation where you have had something or you've done something where you genuinely wanted your friend's support and you feel like you didn't get it and you feel like you have supported them in so many things that they have done and you just it's not being reciprocated in your relationship, right? So just remember to support your friends because a little goes a long way and it takes a little to no effort at all to support them. And lastly, and I feel like almost most importantly when it comes to dealing with difficult adult friendships and learning how to maintain them and cultivate healthy and meaningful, long-lasting adult relationships is this. Communication is key communication is key there's a reason that that saying is so popular and it's because communication fixes 90 percent of the problems you have as an adult even as children when children have issues with a classmate what do teachers do sit them down and talk to them communication is key and As you grow into adulthood, you should really work on how to communicate effectively. And also, also because it's one thing to know how to communicate effectively, but also you need to know what works with who you're talking to in that moment when it comes to your friendships. Like, I know that I can't speak the same way to all my friends. I know that. And I also know that I can't approach every situation the same way with all my friends because I have learned them well enough to know what works with each individual because they are just that individuals so you have to know your friends well enough to know what will make them throw their guard up um what will help them let their walls down You know, on the opposite end of that And I'm not saying that you have to beat around the bush When it comes to your friends But think about when people talk to you Place yourself in their shoes When people talk to you a certain kind of way How does it make you feel? Like, is there a certain tone That makes you become defensive That makes you throw your wall up And feel like, hold on Like, how are you coming at me? Is there a certain tone that triggers that in you? Because if so, that could be the same for one of your friends. So think about yourself like how would you like being talked to? And is there a certain voice inflection that people use when you know when they talk to you and it makes you feel attacked? Like think about that when it comes to talking to your friends. And I know there's certain things that I don't respond well to and it's the same for your friends. So story time I was in Miami about two years ago I know it wasn't last year so it was about two years ago I was in Miami with Jasmine and Crystal and we were getting I think we were getting ready to go to a restaurant or something and I had just bought these earrings from Forever 21 and it was like three different pairs of earrings on a one pack right and they were all hoops and I had just opened it I put a pair on so there were two more pairs left and I like kind of threw it on the bed and Crystal said something about wearing a pair of the earrings and I forgot what exactly I said to her I forgot y'all but oh my gosh you would have thought World War three. Just went off in that room And we just started arguing And before you know it We had an attitude at each other I'm on one end of the bed In my phone, she's on the other end In her phone, just ignoring each other And Jasmine had to pull me aside And she was like, Shakira When you said that she may have taken it um, as if you didn't want her to wear a pair of earrings. And I'm like, I didn't mean it that way at all. So in that moment, I learned that when it came to our friendship, I had to take into account how what I was saying may have been taken by her. And I know that, well, I know now, you know, from that situation that there it's a certain tone that I may have that is just I may feel like it's nothing, like nothing at all. But for her, she may view it defensively or as if I'm saying I don't want her to have something or have access to something. So I learned that in our friendship and you have to learn those different things in your friendships as well. If you want to maintain healthy and happy adult friendships now, by no means am I saying let people walk all over you, by no means am I saying that you have to always be on pins and needles when it comes to your friendships. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that the same amount of care and concern that you would want your friends to show you should be reciprocated back to your friends. You know, be the friend that you would want. I guess that's the main takeaway here. Be the friend that you would want. And I highly doubt that Molly would feel, you know, the same way if Issa treated her the same way that she's been treating Issa. You know, like if Issa has been dogging Molly out how Molly has been dogging Issa out this entire season, Molly would have been cut Issa off. Like she would have been cut her off. So, Just think about that when it comes to your adult friendships. I wish you nothing but the best in happy and healthy adult friendships because you need friends. You know, I hate when people are like, I don't need anybody. It's just me. I'm by myself. Don't be that person. If you don't have to be that person, don't be that person. We all need friends. We all need people that we can turn to and confide in, a shoulder to cry on when things don't feel like they are going our way, when we are sad and we are hurting. You need people, you know? So, we we're all made to have companions and people that we can have to support us in our weary and downtrodden times. So, be a good friend so that you can have good friends and if you evaluate your circle and you feel like those people around you are not good friends it's time to do the adult thing and cut them off sis because a leopard doesn't change his spots okay all right i hope that you all will have a safe and healthy week ahead of you a carefree week If you want to stay up with what we have going on throughout the week, you can follow the Instagram page at Carefree and Black Diaries. You can also follow the Twitter page at Carefree, B-L-K-P-O-D. That is Carefree Black Pod. We're also on Facebook. If Facebook is more your speed, we're everywhere, sis. Follow us everywhere. If you want to stay in the loop, stay black stay carefree. I'll see you guys next week in next week's episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. I hope that Molly doesn't make me mad in the coming week and if so, you will hear about it next week. Okay, stay black and carefree. Bye guys.